0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of Ole Podcast. This is Oleg Savka. I'm Josiah. And we will be talking about games, players, tactics, opinions, predictions for soccer in this podcast. But today's podcast, the themes will be USA Soccer, a quote from Hope Solo, and the World Cup. So first, we will talk about why is USA Soccer so terrible? What do you think, Josiah?
1: I think it really depends on what aspect you're talking about, whether you're talking about the national team, if you're talking about youth soccer, if you're talking about professional soccer. There's a lot of different levels to it. Now, say we're talking about the national team, there's clearly a gap in skill level or in competitiveness between us and other countries of far lower size. Definitely. And I think that would just be because, because, because by our culture. The culture in America has so much less of an emphasis on soccer and so much more of an emphasis on sports like football or baseball or basketball or really anything else. And of course, there's many other reasons that that is true or that our national team isn't as good.
0: But I think that that is the number one reason. But if you think about it, U.S. has so many facilities, so many fields, so many teams, why can't soccer be a success? It starts with the the lowest level. Coaches
1: from the youngest age need to be able to start training players with the goal of becoming professionals. They need to be training players to just get out, play the game to become good players at the youngest age. It shouldn't just be some random parent on the team coaching the team. It should be a trained professional coach who knows the game, knows how to help kids to develop their skills, know, knows how to make them competitive and you know, turn them into athletes. You can't have some random dad that watched one soccer game in his entire life trying to coach a team of eight-year-olds because that's a prime age for
0: development and they won't be gaining anything. That's true. That's true. Just like on my uh, on my varsity team, our coach was a gym teacher. So
1: yeah, exactly. And that's supposed to be the a good level of soccer. Although if you know anything about youth soccer, you know that school soccer is definitely not the highest level it's far far from but it's that's supposed to be a good level of soccer yet coaches
0: quite often are terrible it's usually like teachers and stuff for varsity not Mm -hmm. coaches actually have experience and then another
1: issue with youth soccer in america is you know for club soccer this is ignoring the academy ignoring school there's two national champions there's two state cups, there's two regionals, there's two championships, because if we're not even unified with our youth soccer, how could you expect us to, you know, be developing players and become unified in our professional soccer, which is another issue. There's no promotion relegation and relegation. It's so difficult to get professional teams noticed outside of the MLS, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unlike in Europe, where there, there's promotion and relegation, where smaller teams can make make their way up. Mm-hmm. and those players can get noticed do you think that maybe it's more difficult to become a professional in america than in europe i wouldn't it, it depends on where if you're saying more difficult
1: to become a professional in europe from america absolutely that's completely true it's almost i mean i've never tried to do that so i couldn't say for sure but there you see way less american players than in a lot of other countries playing professionally in europe Professional soccer in the United States, in the MLS, is getting better. That is a plus. We're attracting better players, but they're not all the American players that are getting better. We're just attracting players from other countries that are making the league better, which potentially could cause our players to become better because you're training or playing against better and better players. And These are professionals in the MLS I'm talking about, which increases their skill level, but that's not everyone beneath them so if you're not in the MLS you're not
0: getting any of the benefit from that you yeah. so do you think um I think this could be a possibility as uh Christian Pulisic he kind of stands out mm-hmm. starting at such a young age and dormant and actually getting playing time and all maybe he can be he can be like an inspiration to other like American soccer players to kind of take his path absolutely and maybe that can maybe that can promote some sort of change
1: um, Only having one player like that is another issue. We have yeah. one player. Well, Tim Howard also made it really big, but he's retired now, or is he playing in the MLS now? Yeah, he Here's plays at the Colorado, Colorado. Rapids. Tim, Tim Howard, Howard does. does. All right. But that's a handful of players. And I'll, let's look at a country like Belgium. Yeah. Belgium has Hazard. They have Courtois. Lukaku, they have Lukaku. Lukaku Fawley, these, Bruyne, and such... Too. A small country compared to the United States, it's tiny,
0: and there's all these superstars in the in the world's best leagues. Yeah, that's true. As opposed to USA which has three hundred million people. One, two superstars? Not even superstars, okay players. Yeah, out of out of a pop such a large population.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it starts with the lowest level. It starts with the coaching at youth soccer. It starts with the organizations. And along with that, it starts with not enough people are getting recognized. There's not enough opportunities for people to be seen playing soccer to get to a higher level. Something interesting that actually happened here in Rochester. So the Rochester Rhinos, which is our local professional team, they proposed an idea that the rochester league the um rdysl our local league yeah would charge it's a lower level league would charge every player one to five dollars extra and what that would do is it would fund a program for the rhinos to select all of the best players completely for free train them And make a team that would be connected directly to the Rhinos, where from there they could potentially sign a contract and they would travel and go to tournaments. And again, this was before the academy system was really taking off. Which would have been an excellent opportunity, but it was shut down by the RDYSL because of a statement they said that it had disagreements with other clubs.
0: I didn't even know about that. Yeah. (laughs) So this would basically give kids the opportunity to play for free for free wouldn't have that chance
1: yeah it could take players from the inner city and anywhere really but people who wouldn't be able to afford to play on a team say team like empire
0: or coming later play on a team like the academy yeah because i definitely feel like there's a lot of kids that have that potential but they just don't have the opportunity to play for a team like that
1: Mm -hmm. and there's so many players that could have been so much better If they were able to play on better teams with better coaching from a younger age. Another thing is the availability of teams is almost a hindrance because there's so many ways to play. There's so many outlets available. There's no way that you could have that many high quality coaches. So even though high quality coaches do exist at the highest level, that's also the highest cost to play for. Unless you've really proven yourself and you negotiate for a while to try to get a discount or a scholarship of some sort. But that takes years of training and playing and communications and networking to do it all. So while we're on this topic, let's talk about the Hope Solo quote. She said, soccer is, quote, soccer is a rich white kid's sport. Which by that she's saying, American soccer and specifically higher levels, so local premier teams or maybe academy teams, the average income is far... See if you can pull up the actual numbers. The average income on most of these teams is far above the average income for suburbs. This isn't including inner cities. This isn't including poor areas. But it's the the average income of these academy teams, like their families, is far above that of any of the surrounding areas which i I wouldn't say it goes to show but it could be suggesting that if you don't have money you can't afford the better training you can't afford to play for better teams and it ends up being that the better players are the ones with more money i know some people are taking this to say that oh only players with money are able to play but i might i might twist that a little bit the reason that they are the best players is because they are coming from money. They're able to get the training that they are receiving. And they're living outside of a culture that is for, for pressing people, players, these are poorer players, to play sports like football or sports like basketball. Like These are people from the inner city. Although they can go and play soccer on the street, they can go and get good. They're not. I've lived next to the city my life my father's grown up in the inner city i've played for inner city soccer teams and soccer on the street and pickup games don't ever happen that's another big difference between us and between other countries that could really develop our youth soccer that doesn't happen
0: definitely in europe you always hear about the pickup games happening all day every day on the streets Mm mm-hmm Another reason that players aren't playing as much soccer:
1: say you take college scholarships into account. Division one soccer programs, yeah, they're only allowed to give nine point nine scholarships, the full ride scholarships total. So that needs to be split up in between every player on the team. And a soccer team at a Division one level, you're going to have. 20 to maybe even 30 kids on the team with nine full-ride scholarships between them that's that's not that much money d2 is only nine total scholarships so you don't even get that point nine. but if you look at football scholarships which the teams have a lot more players you can have 85 full-ride scholarships for the team that's so much more that's money crazy That's why people aren't playing soccer, because they know that the money isn't there. They know that if you play football, that's your whole team. Your whole football team is going to college for free. Of course you're going to play football. If you can't afford to go to college and you
0: want way, that's where it is. Especially with school and work involved, a lot of these kids that want to play D1 soccer and don't get these scholarships might just think that, they might have to focus on school because it's more important. Mm-hmm. And they might not get the opportunity to play because of... Even
1: even Division II, or... even Division II soccer,
0: with only nine
1: scholarships, it's it's even less. And then Division three, of course, you can't get athletic scholarships. But going back to what Hope Solo was saying about how it's a rich white kid's sport, that could be taken in a few different ways. And I think that any argument that you have for what she was trying to say or what that possibly could mean is is definitely something that needs to be listened to. It's definitely something that needs to be looked at. I, this isn't something to do with race or where you're from. This is just the availability and the prices that it costs to play soccer and to get good training is uh-huh. far too high. Yes, there are individual cases where people can be playing soccer for cheaper or get good training for
0: cheaper, but they're very few and far between. Yeah, to get the best quality training and opportunities, you definitely have to pay a lot of money. For sure. So obviously, the biggest soccer event going on right now is the World Cup. The biggest soccer event in the world (laughs) ever. (laughs) And so obviously, even non-soccer fans are watching this and staying updated. Not everyone, but a lot. You know the World Cup is the highest viewed television program? Yeah, there's uh, a Out of everything. Like a billion people that watch the World Mm -hmm. Cup, something like that. While, in comparison, the Super Bowl final, how many people watched? Like, today... The,
1: the, the Super Bowl had yeah.
0: 111.3 million. All right. And in comparison to the World Cup... The World Cup,
1: Cup viewership, 3.2
0: billion viewers. That's insane. That is insane. All right. Anyways. So, um... So like I was saying, the group stage ended yesterday, and the first playoff games will be starting tomorrow. So we'll just go over some of the, like the storyline, some of the iconic moments of the group stage so far. Mm -hmm. It's been a crazy World Cup. There's, I think there's been goals in every single game except one, the game between France and Denmark, which ended in a nil-nil draw. Besides that, there's been goals in every game. There's been entertainment in almost every game lots of last minute goals lots of last like late late drama mm-hmm. it's been so much fun to watch it's, <laughs> it's been super entertaining very entertaining and um so it started off with Russia getting the win against Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. a 5-0 win that was not i don't think what anyone expected the first yeah, game honestly when i saw that the first game was going to be Russia Saudi Arabia i thought i'd be a very boring like nil nil draw maybe one zero game yeah I two
1: definitely what well, i think a lot of people assume to be maybe a little bit weaker teams but the, definitely russia came out
0: home field home crowd wiped the four definitely did not see that coming russia definitely came prepared they got the <laughs> they got the home support on their side Uh-huh. did not see that coming now let's move on to uh i believe this was day two of the group stage games Spain versus Portugal, 3-3. I can't lie. This was one of the best games I've seen in my life. Absolutely. Cristiano Ronaldo, a hat trick. Did not see that coming either. Although me and my friend were calling it before the game just for fun. Did not actually expect it to happen, though. You called that You would have a hat trick. Yeah, we were both We were both really? driving to my friend's house and saying, our boy Ronaldo is going to score a hat trick today. We're saying it right now. No way. And we were saying that, but I didn't actually expect it to happen, honestly. Huh. I was just kind of saying it. And then that last, that, like, 88th minute free kick he had, honestly, I've, I'm have i a big Ronaldo fanboy. I've seen... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I love Ronaldo. That's my boy, Real Madrid, Ronaldo. I've watched so many games. I've seen his free kick so many times. He has really nice free kicks sometimes, but honestly, most of the time, he tries to go for that, like, really difficult, insane knuckleball technique. Mm-hmm. Which... If you hit it a fraction off, it's going to go yeah, flying exactly. out of the stadium. So home you, either, you either hit it perfectly, which happens like one out of like 10 to 20 shots, mm-hmm. I'd say, or it goes straight into the wall or you sky it. So honestly, I was not expecting a goal. I, I was just sitting there like this is he's going to blast into the into the wall or something. Mm-hmm. And then my friend, my friend is like, it's going in, it's going in. And then he actually scores. And I was just I was sh- I was shocked. That was insane performance, insane game it was and he's been doing well for
1: the entire world cup i think that he's been he's definitely been carrying his team as everyone expected him to maybe not to the extent as some people would say yeah. but i don't know if you can really expect that much out of definitely. one single man he's he's definitely been doing his job
0: like he he did he did what you know you could tell you could did. tell portugal rely on him a lot yeah he had great two first games wasn't as well in the didn't play as well in the last game but Definitely carrying the team. Um, Let's see. Other moments. Coutinho. uh, Surprisingly, everyone thought Neymar was going to be Brazil's main man. But Mm. it seems as if Coutinho is emerging as their main player. Scoring the insane curler against, was it? I think it was Switzerland, I believe. And he he had no... Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. Okay. Mm. Neymar has a goal also, but I feel like... I feel Coutinho's just pulling all the strings and taking the game and the pressure out to himself. Let's talk about Germany. What's been going on with Germany? That's a. I
1: think that's probably the biggest shock of the tournament. Definitely. Germany coming in last place in their group.
0: Did not see that coming at all.
1: 2-0 against South Korea.
0: Yeah, and that, Mexico beating them 1-0 also. Mm-hmm i wouldn't mexico is
1: a good team i would never under underestimate mexico definitely i think that they can do more than a lot of people think that they can do and well maybe some people are beginning to see that they really are they really are a good team they're a good country for
0: soccer true true it's just that you know germany were the last world cup winners and they're just such a powerhouse they're that, gone they're out last place yeah even even though mexico is like a pretty pretty good soccer nation mm-hmm. I still didn't expect them to win against Germany the first game. Absolutely, but honestly, Germany have just been poor. They've lost to Mexico, barely beat Sweden with that last minute goal, and and yeah, lost to South Korea in the last game. Mm-hmm. Just South definitely. Korea helped out Mexico there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mexico, um, I think.
1: Germany is just trying to ride off of what they had before. They're trying to ride off of what their team was, you know, keeping a lot of old players. They need need a fresh start. They need a new cycle of younger players to come in to help them to not be
0: really a disappointment in the next World Cup, in the next Euros. Do you think maybe that Germany, since, like, the players already won the World Cup, they just, they were kind of, their egos were too high. They were kind of like... Absolutely. Maybe... I don't know. They just thought they're like too good. They don't need to try anymore because they like already won the World Cup. Mm -hmm. But then again, they're like they're professionals. Yeah, so they 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 should never have that attitude. Yeah, I think in the back
1: of their heads, it's going to be there somewhere. They can't really help that. Speaking of egos, I don't know if you saw the video clip of the Argentinian coach was going to make a substitution. But before he did, he went and checked with
0: Messi uh, to yeah, see yeah, yeah. if he thought it was a good idea yeah. did you uh, see that I think I think I read about that yeah that's crazy there there definitely been definitely been some problems with the in the Argentina camp oh yeah and um yeah, let's talk about Argentina then
1: they, they don't have respect for the coach definitely. first of all, they don't find Messi as much as they should if you think about watching Barcelona play. They have amazing players around the whole pitch, of course. but Messi gets the ball more with Barcelona with all these better players than he does with Argentina and these not as good players. How does that make any sense?
0: I don't know, but like, I don't know what this coach is, what Sampaoli is thinking though. Like they have such amazing superstars. They have Messi, Di Maria, Higuain, Aguero, who else? Banega is pretty good. And, oh, DiBala, DiBala, amazing. He barely plays DiBala,
1: Barely in the game. They need to score. They need to get this goal to keep go- to advance. He wasn't even in the game, was he? He, he barely, I think he oh, got sucked. Let me,
0: let's see. And I don't, I don't understand why uh, Higuain and Aguero can't play together also. That's what I, I want to know. I heard some rumors. I don't know if this is true, but I read something that Messi chose the, the lineup for this game against really? Nigeria.
1: So Di Maria is subbing out of this game. Higuain's playing the entire game. What do you think about that?
0: About Higuain playing? Playing the whole game. Well, Higuain's not bad. I mean, he's a good... And, and over Aguero? I, feel, I don't know, I just don't understand why both of them can't play. I understand they're both center strikers. And maybe the, the coach just doesn't like that in the system, but... Why don't they have Messi playing in the midfield and then having Aguero up
1: top? I think that makes more sense. That way, Messi yeah. can get the
0: ball if he plays in a, a pseudo ten role. Yeah, yeah, more like a like a roaming player. Yeah, you know, so he can go wherever he wants. Um. And yeah, Otamendi, Rojo. I I I think Rojo didn't play the previous games, even though he's a solid defender, has experience for Manchester United. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what's been happening in Argentina. Their game against Croatia, complete disaster. The uh, the the goalie made that terrible mistake, giving it right to uh, Croatia's forward. Mm-hmm. That Modric brilliant goal, and uh, Rakitic to finish them off. But just uh, their defense, just a disa- disaster. No creativity. They uh, squeak squeak through the group. So we'll see. We'll see what they do in see the playoffs. speaking of disasters, how about Robert Lewandowski? Yeah, he's that.
1: supposedly top three, maybe even best striker in the world. No goals, no assists. How could that happen?
0: I I mean you could argue that Poland doesn't have the best team, but they they do they have a solid team. They have solid players and they um in Euro 2016, they had some pretty good performances. They made the quarterfinals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the quarterfinals be, be, before uh, losing to Portugal on penalties. But especially
1: coming out of such a fantastic qualifier, yeah. I really expected a lot more out of Lewandowski. Yeah, he was top, top scorer of the qualifiers, he right? What was it, 16 goals? Yeah. 16 goals in the qualifiers? Yeah, even more than,
0: even more than Ronaldo. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he,
1: he missed a sitter right in front of a goal.
0: Yeah, Poland in general has only scored, what, one goal the whole tournament, right? oh they lost yeah two they lost
1: cause... 3-0 they beat japan 1-0 3-0 to columbia oh, 2-1 and 2-1 Senegal. against so they scored Senegal. Two, goals, two, goals two goals in the whole tournament and neither with... from Lewandowski. supposed to be a huge big
0: man up top yeah, goal scoring machine
1: just doesn't didn't
0: happen definitely would expect more out of him to put take the game onto himself mm-hmm. be more of a leader but just didn't happen yeah so, uh, really disappointing
1: so what are we thinking who do you think is going to go on let's go for the first round what are what are the predictions? So we have moving on to predictions. Belgium versus Japan. Belgium. Belgium is a team that I love. I really like watching them play. I really like a team. lot of their players. I think they can go far. My prediction is that they'll either come second or third, maybe even win. But I think they'll definitely get
0: to the semifinals or the finals. See, I think I think Belgium. Their quality is just. They have too much quality for Japan. They'll, I think they'll definitely Absolutely. beat Japan, and if they don't, it'll be a huge upset. But the thing is, if they win, then the next game will be either against Brazil or Mexico, which I think Brazil will go through. I'm going to take Mexico for that game. You think Mexico? I think
1: Mexico. I think they have a lot of heart. They That's have true. so many fans for in Russia, which is crazy. They have such a huge support. It's it's unreal, I think that'll carry them through. I think they're a tough team. they really fight hard, they're give very they're passionate all the entire game where Brazil, I could see a lot of egos, I can That's see true. players I could see like um I can see I could see people trying to do too much trying to take over the game where they're Neymar like Neymar, I can yeah, see Neymar a lot. who hasn't a been who hasn't been the superstar in the team, yeah,
0: wanting to become that superstar and almost crashing the team down yeah I could see that and um, I was reading something actually yesterday that apparently mexico since um I don't know how long it's been, but they haven't made for the past like three four five world cups they've been making it to the last sixteen and they haven't been making it past the last they haven't made the quarterfinals in years, mm-hmm. so it's been kind of like a curse that they've yeah. been saying. And I was watching something on YouTube that they they're all like in Mexico they like live for the game and they're all like praying on the streets that this curse ends that they make the quarterfinals for once and i actually i don't know i'll look it up i don't know the last time mexico made the quarterfinals mm-hmm.
1: i think that if there was going to be especially playing against brazil this legend of a country i don't think there would be a better time for mexico to make that statement to quotes break that curse especially in this World Cup which has been all over the place with so many stories the underdogs doing amazing giants
0: falling down it's been a this would be the perfect world cup for them to break that see yeah i think it'll be close be a very good game but i just i don't know personally i just think brazil has so much quality too and that they're as a the tournament goes on that their, their chemistry like the way the team plays it's just gonna get better and better mm-hmm. so for me i just i don't see mexico beating them even though they It is possible. They have a good team.
1: The winner of that still would most likely go on to play Belgium, which I think either way is going to be a fantastic game because Belgium has strength all up and down the pitch. Either either way, it's going to be, I say, the most fun game, assuming Belgium does win. That um, quarterfinal game, I believe, will be the most exciting game
0: up until the finals. All right, so um, I just looked it up, and the last time that Mexico made the quarterfinals, was in 1986 wow and ever since then every single world cup so from 1994 all the way till uh, 2018 unless they make it further they've been they made it to the round of 16 for sure but haven't made it to the quarters so we'll see if they they can finally break that curse and uh let's see what are the other games so yeah, I have it being Brazil, Belgium. Josiah has it being Belgium, Mexico in that mm-hmm. game. So, so what do you think about Uruguay, Portugal? I think that's going to be very close. That's going to be a really exciting that's game tight. to also watch.
1: Mm, I think that's I think tight. Portugal
0: is going to have that.
1: Ronaldo has been having a very good tournament. I think he's going to be able to find something, find something special there.
0: Because who's been carrying Uruguay? Has they have they had any superstars? Well, they do have Suarez and Cavani up top and Uruguay they just they're such a compact such an like organized team that I don't this is a tough one cuz their Portugal is very good defensively also Uruguay is very good defensively Uruguay hasn't let in a single goal this tournament yet Really yeah
1: but they, they didn't it's have the, the 2 goals so far which is which is which is fantastic
0: yeah 3 games in the world cup I mean cup. Uruguay so, yeah, has, they
1: have been definitely they have been definitely doing
0: well They haven't had the biggest test yet they had Russia Saudi Arabia and Egypt in their group but they've still been very solid. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, this is definitely going to be like a 1-0 game for me. It's going to be tight. I Yeah, I also have Portugal just barely edging Uruguay, but that's a tough one. So I think this is going to be the biggest game of the tournament, France-Argentina. What do you think about that? Absolutely,
1: France. You I think, think France? it's
0: absolutely going to be France. Argentina's been
1: barely squeaked through That's true. their team has been full of controversy although they could be coming with some confidence from just yeah. getting through the group stage the way that you would gain confidence from squeaking through is if your team is compact and fighting through it together but the way their team has been with disrespect from the coaches with not really trusting each other i think that this barely squeaking through is going to deflate them instead of
0: inflate them yeah especially coming up against a team like france And France, I'd say, has, like, the best talent of all teams in the World Cup. They can Uh form two, maybe three teams, and they'd all be insane. But they just, they haven't been, like, destroying every team like I'd expect them to. They're just, they're kind of just getting the results, not really convincingly. But They're getting what they need. Yeah. I feel like maybe as the tournament goes on, they can just they can start like their chemistry like kind of like with Brazil what i was mm. saying their chemistry might start getting better It might start playing better and better but yeah i don't know i originally put argentina in my bracket i don't know why just it's just a weird feeling i have maybe like messy a big game that's tough i don't know i it just it could it could it's just it's just i really want to see portugal argentina i guess, I guess that's why <laughs> i really want to see ronaldo versus messi that would be That'd be the story of the World Cup. Uh-huh. Portugal, Argentina, Ronaldo versus Messi in the quarterfinals. That'd be crazy. But uh, that's, that's a tough one, too. Like, I see what you're saying. France France definitely has the edge here, but I don't know why. I just have Argentina somehow getting through. Um, all right, let's go to the other side. Spain, Russia. Is there any? that's i for me it's clearly spain definitely
1: going to be spain
0: definitely yeah, no, i mean no disrespect Ru- to russia it's been but... i
1: think it's going to be close i'll give it maybe a two to one game yeah i think it's going to be really, really tight russia competing at home russia with the you know with the stands with the with all the fans yeah, there yeah. they're going to be fighting so hard i think definitely defensively is going to be very tough oh, yeah. to break down but once they are broken down spain's
0: quality is so good that they're going to be able to pop in a few goals that's true i feel like russia it's already like such a big accomplishment that they even made the playoffs in the first place mm. but I, yeah spain's just too strong and then uh croatia denmark croatia has a very very solid team i think denmark hasn't been too bad either but no one on at croatia, this stage i think has been
1: terrible yeah. um it's going to be it's going to be a close game i think it's going to be one of the less interesting out of all the ones that are left yeah but it's
0: it, i'll give it to croatia i think yeah me too and then we're going down to Sweden, Switzerland. You know, even though Zlatan isn't playing anymore, <laughs> his, his
1: presence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, I don't know. I don't really know too much
0: about these two teams either. See, I feel like Switzerland has the better players. They have like Shakiri, who else? Uh, Xhaka from Arsenal. Uh-huh. Some other players that are on quality teams. I don't know much. many players from Sweden, to be honest. Like they, I, I I always knew Zlatan, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But I watched Sweden Mexico, and I was actually very impressed from Sweden when they won 3 three zero. So I just I don't know from what I saw there, they were very physical, very organized. They just they just seemed like they played very well as a team. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna have Sweden edging Switzerland in this one. Yeah, Sweden definitely. Sweden has the chemistry is their greatest standpoint they they don't really try to do too much individually definitely yeah so do you do you have Sweden going through there also I would I would probably have Sweden going through there yeah all right and uh the the Colombia England yeah last one, game of the group 16 that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a close one England England is definitely a solid team they're never the best I don't yeah. think they
1: never but they're never the weakest. They always have some good players. They're always solid in the
0: every part of the field. They've been uh pretty disappointing the last few tournaments. They have, but I feel like they kind of came into this World Cup with a f- new team, kind of a fresh start, mm-hmm. a lot of young players, and um, I feel like they've been a lot more exciting. This game depends on because Hamis Rodriguez got actually got injured for Colombia. Yeah. the last game, I think it was an ankle injury or something. Is he playing at all? Yeah. Do you know? Do we know yet? I'm not sure. Oh yeah. he's not
1: back yet. He's he's like he's still injury, he isn't training or anything yet. So what he trained, he trained recently, but he hasn't been examined, so they don't know anything that's happened to him yet. So he's gonna continue training and then he'll get examined and see what the doctors say. Alright, yeah,
0: so I for now I'm I'm going with England. Unless Hamas plays. For my bracket, I have Spain, Croatia, and then Sweden, England, Brazil, Belgium, and Portugal, Argentina. How about you, Jose? For what's going on for the next stage, yeah. I have
1: Belgium, Mexico, France, and Portugal. I have, what I say, uh, Spain and Croatia,
0: and Sweden, England. Uh, you want to make predictions for these two?
1: Going through that,
0: uh, we could talk a little bit less here, but yeah. I, I
1: say I have Belgium over Mexico, yeah. and then France over Portugal. That'd be a uh, Belgium, France. So Belgium, France in the semis. And the other side, I have um, Spain over Croatia, and I have England over Sweden. So that leaves Spain, England, Belgium and france and then although i want belgium to win i definitely would have france moving into the finals playing in spain that'd be that'd which be would be a fascinating final with france winning it all
0: that'd be insane and who would you have coming in third in coming the third in third game? i think would be belgium or um belgium over england interesting so for my bracket i have portugal beating argentina and meeting brazil in the semis because I, I don't know just just what i've seen from euro 2016 just mm-hmm. portugal is not like the most exciting side but they just somehow get the results mm-hmm. they just somehow get like a one nil win or a, or win in overtime or penalties and um for brazil belgium i've got brazil going through for a portugal brazil semi-final and on the other side i have spain beating croatia and England beating Sweden for a Spain-England semifinal. And then I have Brazil and Spain in the final. And Brazil winning it all with England getting third place and Portugal fourth. Mm-hmm. Sorry, England fans. I do not think it's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think no matter what happens, it's going to
1: be really, really exciting to watch this come Definitely. down. as As it always is. And I'm
0: so excited to watch these games. Huge, huge games. All starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I believe... I think Portugal-Uruguay is the first game. Let's look it up. The first
1: game tomorrow at 2 oh, o'clock oh, is Uruguay-Portugal. Actually, the first game, no. It's 10 a.m. Oh, oh France-Argentina is playing. 10 a.m. are the first games. Okay. Those are Sweden-Switzerland, Spain... No, no, wait. Oh, wait, tomorrow, no, that,
0: that's July 3rd. What
1: day is Tomorrow tomorrow's um oh tomorrow tonight here we go france argentina france yeah. argentina is the first game tomorrow and then uruguay portugal is at two o'clock this is eastern time and then monday, monday we July have 2nd. brazil mexico belgium japan sunday before that spain russia Croatia, denmark tuesday we have sweden switzerland colombia england very excited for these games games I'm definitely gonna make sure
0: to watch. Brazil Mexico definitely. is gonna be the highlight. You think so? I think that's so. gonna be your highlight. That's definitely gonna be my highlight. I think France Argentina will be the big game for me. That's those are that's also fantastic. But all all of these games I I think all these games are gonna be very, for sure. very good games. And uh I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. It is thank you so much for listening. Yep. Thanks for joining us guys and um yeah we'll see you on the next episode.